Broadcasting from the Hip Hop Weekly Studios, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Civic Cipher. I am your host, Ramses Ja. Big shout out to my man Q Ward, who is indisposed once again. He is out handling big business for the benefit of our marginalized communities in this country, and we love him and support him. He will be back on the show next week, so be sure to stick around. But in the meantime, in between time, true to form, we are going to give you everything that you know and love from this show. I have a pinch hitter in the building. One of our strongest supporters, our origin story starts with this woman, the one and only Dr. Camilla Westenberg joins us. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. Indeed. And today we are asking you to stick around because we are going to be discussing a number of things, including some very, very heavy videos that came across our desk this week that we felt compelled to respond to our hope is that by going through these articles and videos that it kind of gives you an aperture into what it feels like to experience discrimination of course there's a lot of conversations around you know a country particularly with those on the right that feel like a lot of what it is that we're doing and and, and bringing attention to is imagined and that um let's say that we have a victim mentality and all these sorts of things. And so um, on, on the heels of a, of a recent conversation for those that listen to the show weekly uh, with Dr. Ia Afo, where we discussed generational trauma, we want to give you a glimpse into what this trauma may look and feel like and ask that you do your own thought experiments and strap, extrapolate and run it all the way back Um it's very important that we share these moments um, and we give you these, these again, these apertures into the Black experience. But first and foremost, before we get there, let's take a moment and celebrate some Ebony Excellence. Today's Ebony Excellence is sponsored by Major Threads. For innovative, fashionable sportswear, check MajorThreads.com. Uh, today, I'm going to share a bit about uh, the one and only LeVar Burton. I grew up with LeVar Burton. He used to host a show called Reading Rainbow, and then he transitioned into Kunta Kinte, and then later became Jordy LaForge on Star Trek. I am a Trekkie, I do admit. Um, so he's a guy that I, I know and love for many years, and he is an am example of ebony excellence because he is speaking out about book bans. Uh, so I'll read from CNN. It's not unusual for political statements to feature at the National Book Awards, as the National Book Foundation noted in its own statement ahead of the event. Aside from the finalist comments about the Israel-Hamas war, several speakers and authors used their platforms at the award ceremony to address efforts to ban books in U.S. schools and libraries. LeVar Burton, a children's author and former host of the iconic TV program Reading Rainbow, emceed the award ceremony and opened with a joke. Quote, before we get going, are there any moms for liberty in the house? He asked, referring to a conservative group behind recent attempts to remove certain books from school shelves. No? Good then hands will not need to be thrown tonight. <laughs> um, all right. In his opening speech, Burton alluded to the climate in which book banning attempts are taking place. Uh, he goes on to say, it was my mother who taught me at a very young age that if you can read in at least one language, you are, by her definition, free. And that idea of freedom feels especially fraught in this global political moment. He goes on to say, there are wars and rumors of wars and the machineries of war at work. On the home front, we are fighting for control of truth and how we interpret truth in this country. Books are being banned, words are being silenced, and writers and others who champion books are under attack. So shout out to LeVar Burton 
for being an example of ebony excellence. All right. So first and foremost, we are going to talk about no-knock warrants. Um, for the uninitiated, a no-knock warrant is a warrant obtained by police departments that allows them to announce they're at the door and then immediately kick the door in. And it is a very dangerous tactic, and it starts a situation off high stress, um, a, a, a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of trauma, and and you don't know what's going on. Now, police argue that this is an effective way of catching criminals that they're reasonably sure will be behind the door without giving them the opportunity to run, to flee, escape, what have you. However, we've seen in recent years the collateral damage that stems from no-knock warrants. That damage includes the loss of life, which in our estimation on this show is too high a price. We expect the officers that are paid for by our tax dollars that are the result of indeed our political representation and our voting you know, that we have police departments and police chiefs and mayors and, and so forth, the whole structure. We expect that the cost is not too high to the public. And what we've learned with Breonna Taylor, for instance, is that the deadly ripple effects of these no-knock warrants coupled with a very, in our estimation, toxic culture of policing, bullying culture of policing, the uh, holier than thou, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm the law in these parts, I can kill with impunity, mm -hmm. I have the gun, you don't, you do what I say, and if you don't, you know, it can cost you everything. That type of culture coupled with a tactic that doesn't really lend itself to police doing actual police work, it just, it starts off on, on mm -hmm. the bully level already, uh, ensures that we end up with stories like Brianna Taylor, um, stories like Marvin Guy, uh, a gentleman in Texas who's now serving life in prison because when the police kicked in his door, he thought that they were burglars. This is indeed a tactic that burglars use too, kick in the door and say, this is the police. And then everybody gets on the ground and then they tie everybody up and then rob the house. So Marvin Guy was defending his house. He shot back. And an officer once, you know, he was protecting his home. It's a right, the right to bear arms in this country. Uh, one officer was killed and he had no idea that this was the police. He had no, he just heard commotion and screaming. And now he has to spend the rest of his life in, in prison because an officer died and it's in Texas and that's the way it goes. Um, Amir Locke is another name I feel compelled to mention because we talked about him on this show. There was a video for that one as well. He's kicked in the door. Amir Locke was not named in the warrant, but he died as a result of a no-knock warrant. He did not have a weapon. He was not resisting. He was sleeping on a couch. Um, in, in my recollection of, of that event. So why are we talking about no-knock warrants today? Well, a video has finally been released in 
Chicago was a woman who went through a very, very traumatic experience. And, and I'm going to ask a question after we go through this video. I'm not going to play the whole video, but I certainly want to give you a glimpse into what's happening. Um, of course, you can only really hear what's going on here, but uh, again, this, this glimpse into no-knock warrants and indeed the way that Black people are treated and traumatized, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it boggles the mind mm -hmm. if indeed mm -hmm. you are a person with a degree of empathy mm -hmm. and compassion. Mm -hmm. So I'll read a bit just so you can follow the story. Um, this comes from NBC News Chicago. A Chicago police sergeant has been fired. So there was a little bit of justice here, and she she filed a lawsuit and won. I'll make sure I mention that. But this uh, sergeant has been fired for his role in a botched 2019 raid at the home of a black woman who was handcuffed while naked after police officers were sent to the wrong address. I want you to hear her screaming naked. She's not a young woman. She's, you know, this, she lives alone. Mm -hmm. It is heartbreaking. The Chicago police board voted five to three Thursday to fire Sergeant Alex Walensky for multiple rules violations and failure of leadership in the raid in an apartment of Anjanette Young, according to a 31 page written ruling. The Chicago Sun-Times reported. Young, a social worker, was getting ready for bed in February 2019 when several officers serving a no-knock warrant stormed into her apartment on Chicago's near west side, searching for a man believed to have an illegal gun. A man believed to have, not a mass murderer, by the mm -hmm. way. <laughs> a man believed to have an illegal gun. Because, you know, the, you can have was guns. The grounds. That was yeah, the grounds. That was, that was it. So we're going to hear... The, the, the collateral damage, how mm -hmm. this impacts not only this woman, her family, but a community. Okay? Mm -hmm. we, you know, we talk about this up and then people don't believe that there are real implications here. It's, there's almost like mm -hmm. this kind of suck it up buttercup. Mm -hmm. And then when you take a step back and you look at 400 years of this mm -hmm. and you look at the, the trauma that, that manifests itself in many ways from socioeconomics mm -hmm. to healthcare to environmental racism to police brutality and injustice the carceral system, you know, I could go on and on and on. That suck it up buttercup, it, it doesn't fly. And without context, people get to have these narratives that like, mm -hmm. oh, well, black people should just do this mm -hmm. and completely absolve themselves and indeed this country from its responsibility to the condition of black people in the society. Um, let me continue reading here. Uh, the botched raid and the city's handling of it prompted anger from clergy lawmakers and civil rights activists who decried it as racist and an affront to a black woman's dignity which it is well i'll let you decide for yourself don't let me color i've seen this video so i have my own feelings but i don't want to compel any of you listening to feel any kind of way i am indeed i implore you to watch the video yourself watch it mm -hmm. you're going to listen but i want you to watch it too um and as I mentioned, Young later sued the city over the raid, resulting in the Chicago City Council voting unanimously in December 2021 to pay her $2.9 million to settle her lawsuit. Let's get to the video here.
And you got the wrong place! stop it right there um so dr westenberg has that hit you it's devastating um the fact that the warrant was provided and, and you said it for a man who has a gun. Potentially. Potentially. I'm really wondering it, what is policy? I think we need to go back to policy for one thing. Sure. And look at why are you giving the right to go into someone? What What's the criteria? And there isn't anything else that I heard that would say that at that moment and that time was the reason to go and try to apprehend the man. Mm -hmm. The next thing is that when they walk in, obviously, they're not looking at a man. <laughs> okay? <laughs> yes. I don't know what the size of the the, uh, the apartment was. But they could have de-escalated and said, Miss, we're looking for a man. Mm -hmm. We don't want to harm you. I apologize for coming in. Mm -hmm. Will you please just step over here? I don't know if they touched her or not. I haven't seen the video. She was handcuffed. She was, see. Naked. Yeah. Yeah. Naked handcuffed. No, no, yeah. no, no. Will you just step over here and quietly wait? We just want to search the apartment. If they have to do that, if they have to do that, mm -hmm. and they could have offered her something, picked up some piece of fabric to give to her, to clothe herself, to cloak herself. Um, so there was no sensitivity, de-escalation, or anything um demonstrated here and they did not handcuff a man they handcuffed a woman mm. Mm. okay mm -hmm. why if they're looking for a man it simply does not make sense at all sure i, I don't see any grounds for um the, the whole the whole situation is um wrong I, once upon a time, 
First, I want to credit uh, Attorney Ben Crump for yeah. this video because that's where it came to mine and Q's attention. Mm -hmm. Once upon a time, I was uh, walking in a place where I live. It's called Mill Avenue. Mm -hmm. And Mill Avenue was just where you went on a Friday, Saturday sure. night, walk up and down mm -hmm. the street, hang out. There's, there's nightclubs, this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I wasn't old enough to go in, but mm -hmm. you could go and hang out on the street. Sure. I think that if you're in Vegas, Fremont Street, if you're uh, there, there's these little strips in, gotcha. in a lot of cities around the country. And you can just go and enjoy nightlife. It does, you don't have to do anything crazy. So oh, Mill Avenue is a college community, Co college too, community. you know, there so you go. yes, you're going so, to have young people out. Sure, sure. So I was there uh -huh. once upon a time and I was wearing a yellow Averex shirt for those that, you know, know it about Averex. It gives you an idea how long ago mm -hmm. this was. But I was wearing a yellow Averex shirt. I had the the, the sweat band on. I was I had like the arm wristband, and I had some yellow shoes. I was I was looking fly. This was two thousand and three ish, right? And the police pulled up on me, and they made me get on the ground. I was in it with a group of friends, police, and and on Mill Avenue, the police had bikes and horses, just could so they could move around a little bit better. Pulled up on me, started screaming at me. I was terrified. And get on the ground, get on the ground, right? So I'm on the ground, and then they, you know, get me all mm -hmm. wrapped up. And I keep trying to ask what I did, and no mm -hmm. one's really listening. You know what I mean? I'm, what did I do? What did mm -hmm. I do? My friends are standing mm -hmm. around watching this happen mm -hmm. to me, helpless, because, of course, each of these people mm -hmm. is, they have a gun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm from Compton, California, so I know, you know, sure. this is a life and death situation. Mm -hmm. Potentially, let me do my best to get out get of it alive, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to push like back too much. But again, there is a, a, a modicum of, of dignity that I believe that every, every creature endowed with consciousness deserves. This is my belief. Mm -hmm. right? And when that line is crossed, even for myself, there's a point where you push back and you just insist like this is mm -hmm. this is not right this is not fair we heard the woman um uh Anjanette Young saying mm -hmm. this in the video this is not right mm -hmm. turns out they were looking for a white man mm -hmm. in a yellow shirt mm -hmm. isn't that funny mm -hmm. and that that wasn't enough for them to let me go of course yeah. I was searched I was detained all mm -hmm. these sorts of things mm -hmm. and of course I didn't have anything on me None of that, you know what I mean? But they, they used it as an opportunity to see what else they could shake out Fine, of this tree, sure. right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that, again, we're talking about police culture coupled with these tactics, mm -hmm. as you mentioned. These tactics are okay. What in the world, a no-knock warrant on an apartment when you're mm -hmm. looking for a man mm -hmm. with a gun? You can't flush a gun down a toilet. Mm -hmm. And you can do a bit of police mm -hmm. work and still find it without having to mm -hmm. handcuff an older right. uh, black woman naked in the living room of her house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, it's absolutely, I don't see anything that's appropriate about this. And the police officer was fired mm -hmm. and she received some monetary. Yeah, and that's nice. Uh, um, right. Uh, yeah, it's... it's um, yeah, there were just no grounds. And I would say from the very beginning, I, somewhere along, we need to look at policy mm -hmm. and what are the guidelines for establishing mm 
uh, that type of warrant. I, I think you're absolutely right. There's another thing here, though, and this is part of why this was particularly upsetting to me. Mm -hmm. I know a black woman that I look up to. Mm -hmm. And there's times when she lives alone. Mm -hmm. And if this happened to her mm -hmm. and she was, I mean, no disrespect because I'm talking about you, you are mm -hmm. that woman in my life. Uh, but if she was powerless to fight back or to mm -hmm. affirm her mm -hmm. dignity in that moment, mm -hmm. you know, that's the sort of thing I would in heaven and earth over. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. It's very, very upsetting yeah. to, to listen to a woman screaming. Mm -hmm. And she was right. Yeah. And no one's listening to her yeah. and they just assume that she's, yeah. you know, this guilty until proven innocent sort of mentality yeah. that a lot of times yeah. I certainly had that when I was sh shaken yeah. down, shaken down yeah. on Mill Avenue. There's so many factors that I would, would want to look at in that case. I'd like to know how many officers entered that um, that home. I counted four from four. the video. Yeah. I'd like to know the ethnicity of all of them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, that's that's significant to and um to have that many policemen there for one female uh simply does not there just there was no courtesy no graces that were right. given to her at all and again to take her out handcuffed is absolutely ridiculous she did she did not meet the profile for what they were not at all there was no reason and i didn't hear at least up to that point anything that she did that would warrant them to handcuff her and take her in. So here's where I'm asking you, our listener. Oh, no, she fought back when they were, but who's going to do that? She's, she's much who's too gonna, old, yeah. much too old for that. But yeah. here's what I want you, our listener, to take with you. I want you to reimagine, if you can, this happening mm -hmm. to a white mm -hmm. woman. Mm -hmm. Does the same thing happen to her? And if your answer is... That is less conceivable, yeah. even if you get just to less conceivable, uh -huh. then the label of racism has That's at least a leg to it, a leg exactly. to stand on in that thought experiment. Exactly. So if you'll do that for me, I'll appreciate it.